Hey everyone, thanks for downloading the first episode of Backpack Voyage. As we continue to try to create more content and go to more places, we need help from supporters like you. Check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com bpv. You can also check out our website, backpackvoyage.com, for links there. Thanks again, and if you know of anyone who would like to advertise with us, send them our way. My email is luke at backpackvoyage.com. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. Hey folks, and welcome to the first ever episode of Backpack Voyage. Today I've got my good friend and guest, Mr. Micah Riggs. Micah is from the same hometown I'm from, Danville, Indiana. And Micah has been to more countries than I think almost anybody I know. So I asked him to come on, chat a little bit about his travels, some advice that we have for you, and to just get things going. So, Micah, welcome. Hey, Luke. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Micah. So so tell me, how many uh, countries have you been to? Um, so right now, I've been to roughly 25 different countries on four different continents. Okay. Any big trips coming up? Um, yeah, this uh, summer, I'm actually getting sent over to Taiwan for the de- by the Department of Defense to uh, study Mandarin. Great. So uh, the Department of Defense, man, Micah, like you sound really official when you say that. You know, I try. Shows like this, I'm on the up and up. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what we say about you, Micah, Uh, on the up and up. Um, And now you've um, you've traveled to a lot of different countries. I I know that you say it's hard to pick a favorite, but do you have some place that just really sticks out in your mind or you really enjoyed? Man, yeah, that's really tough. I would say the country that I um, that sticks with me the most until this day is Morocco. And uh, I think the reason being is um, I went over there when I was 17 years old. I was on my own, um, as crazy as that sounds. And you didn't have good parents, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. They're definitely worried, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, just the, the culture over there and uh, the, the shock I had at the time um, totally threw me off. But it's such a beautiful country. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to go there um, or to going there. When I land in Barcelona, I'll be in Barcelona for like three days and then I jump over to Morocco. So I'll be on like three continents in like four days oh, so it'll wow. it'll uh it'll be a lot um so i'm really looking forward to that what part of morocco were you in um i was in a couple of different areas um i spent a majority of my time in marrakesh okay yeah. yep and that's where that's where i'll be at so yeah, that, that's a great city you'll have a lot of fun and i believe now you guys will hear more about this when i get to marrakesh but they have one of the largest unesco world heritage sites in the world with their uh, like central market like in the are their like central old city it's like 2.1 square miles or something like that yeah, you better watch out in the markets you'll probably get hit by a camel <laughs> You know, I love that. So that is not one of our seven tips of advice today. Watch out for camels. Um, But, yeah, you know, avoiding camels is always suggested, right? Um, So Mike and I, uh, we put together a list of of seven things that we think are really important for people to think about, to remember while you're traveling. And, And these seven things, Micah, I think you'll agree with me. It doesn't matter if you won the lottery and you're going and staying in great hotels or something like that or if you're kind of doing what we do where we're going and spending 10 bucks a night for a hostel uh, and and seeing a city on a let's say smaller budget than what some people do Um, so I think we really put together a pretty good list here and and it could go for everyone so let's start off here 
one of the most important things that both Micah and I think is be flexible and don't limit yourself. So, Micah, what does be flexible while traveling mean to you? Um, to me, being flexible really means um, having an open mind. Um, a lot of times people, you know, they have, oh, I want to be here from 1 to 2 o'clock or on Wednesday afternoon I have to be here. And it's just st staying flexible is just being open to new ideas and putting those changes in the itinerary when they come. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you meet somebody you need at your hostel while you're having breakfast and they say, hey, we're going to go and do this, it's saying, hey, you know what? That does sound like fun. Like, I think I'll go and do that too. Yeah, it's usually from my trips, it's those moments when uh, I'm doing the thing I wasn't planning on doing or I'm, I'm taking that invitation, you know, to – to go grab a breakfast with a new person or something like that when I when I meet the best people. Right. And, and you know, so I mentioned hostels. And, and, Micah, you had the best explanation of what a hostel is. Can you, like, can you share that with everybody? So, to, to me, the, the biggest difference between a, a five-star hotel and a hostel is the S in hostel just stands for social, right. you know? So... <laughs> Just go down and meet a new friend at breakfast and have a good time. And, you know, and that's so true. When I was in um, Colombia, I'd gone out one night with uh, – there was three girls from Argentina and then one girl who was from um, France. And we went out and got, like, a late dinner, had a couple drinks. And the next morning I was sitting in our, like, hostel, like, dining area, eating breakfast. And all three of the Argentinian girls come in and give me a kiss on the cheek like as a good morning and I'm sitting there like man like I must have said something right last night uh, <laughs> but um, little <laughs> after I thought about it after I had a cup of coffee I was like oh right that's just more their culture but it's just that flexibility of like hey you know they said oh we're going to get a late night snack do you want to come with us I wasn't doing anything so yeah sure like let's go um, and the next morning I got three kisses on the cheek from some beautiful girls so what a win right <laughs> what, there. <laughs> what a win um so definitely and don't don't limit yourself if something sounded scary go and do it yeah. you know i think that's one of the biggest things that people forget is like you're traveling leave your inhibitions at home um i think that i might do skydiving in the alps when when i'm over in switzerland oh, so like man. you know wow. um now, I might get on the plane and go, nope, uh, but that's the sort of thing that I think, just live a little, just uh, jump out of a plane, you know, yeah. do something cool. Well, you said something that really, right there, that really sparked my mind, and you know, it actually goes to uh, one, of, one of our tips on our list is when you said the word culture, you know, and um, I think that's uh, one of the one of the biggest things that you can do to make the best of your trip yeah. is being um, open-minded and knowing uh, and instead of uh, judging things, evaluating the situation and what people's cultures are. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think, um, like you said, be open-minded because what might seem really weird um, as far as customs go or really gross as far as food goes or anything like that. Uh, you can be really surprised. Um, you know, when I was in Japan, they eat some really strange things in Japan. Oh, yeah. Um, but some of those really strange things were really delicious. Um, and, and I think that cultural piece, uh, being culturally competent, know a little bit about um, some different holidays, traditions, that sort of thing. And Mike and I were just thinking about, you know, 
um, we talked about Bastille Day in, uh, in, in France. And then, Micah, what was the one you mentioned in India? Um, so there's a lot of, you know, great holidays. Um, Navardi is one of the, the, the great Indian um, uh, local holidays. Um, and they just throw powders and paints all over each other in the streets. And you definitely bring a white shirt for that one. Right. Um, and any notes, things like that. If you can base your travel to where you get to be there for part of it um, or or all of it, then, man, you're in good shape. Like, that will be a lot of fun. It's definitely something to, to look forward to doing. Um, so, knowing the traditions, knowing the cus- customs, that also goes along with, like, safety and politics. So, Micah, I think, you like, you had a fun experience in, was it Guatemala? Yeah, man. So... I learned the value of really studying up on a country and the, the local climate and kind of what the political and historical situation is. Um, it was This was actually about two years ago. I was uh, in Guatemala, and I had a flight back the next day, and they told me they would not the, – the locals, I was trying to take a taxi to the airport um, in like a van shuttle service, which um, I was about two hours from Guatemala City at the time. And they said they were not going to be able to get me there because travel was prohibited um, because of the local elections that were going on. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So, you know, luckily I was able to, um, you know, offer some people some money and make some connections and, you know, buy, buy, buy some new friends a couple meals. <laughs> but uh, that was a tough situation that I really wish um, before my trip I would have looked into what's going on more. Definitely. And, and I think that's just something that you learn with experience. I mean, when I was in Colombia, I, uh, I didn't even think about looking up Colombian Independence Day. And I left on Thursday, and Independence Day was on Saturday. So, like, if I would have just stayed two days longer. Now, they were already starting to celebrate. um, And, man, you know, they had parades in the streets. You know, I I joked on my Snapchat that um, they had a parade every day, it seemed like, in Columbia, which was cool. Um, But I missed the the biggest party of the year in Cartagena by, by two days because I hadn't done my research to say, oh, yeah, you know, like, what about Columbian Independence Day? Um, and I really kicked myself in the foot because they were going to have the, the Miss Columbia contest. Oh, man. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you got to have your priorities in order. Yeah, you know, now that uh, after I had that, you know, safety political issue, um, a lot of the times before I base a lot of my trips off of um, the cultural holidays and, you know, the the social climate of what's going on in sure. the country. Because, um, you know, the, the Independence Day, like Bastille Day or the holidays in India or knowing, you know, New Year's Day is not January 1st in China. Right. You know, planning your Or tri- Taiwan. Or Taiwan, <laughs> yeah. Uh, will really make the most of your trip is being there and celebrating those local traditions. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, Micah, you're obviously much smarter than I am because you look that stuff up. And I was just like, oh, let's click and go to Columbia. <laughs> uh, so uh, Micah is, is clearly much more intelligent than I am. And also, I, you know, I think it's important to be able to know the politics where you're going because, like, that gives you something to talk about uh, for people there. If I'm going to be in, in Paris at some point, during my trip, and they just had presidential elections yesterday, and they'll have parliamentary elections next month. 
And like that's a really big deal in France right now. Right now, excuse me. And being able to, I think, talk to people about what's going on. Like, yeah, they want to talk to you, like hear about you a little bit, but you seem much more polite if you want to know about them and their culture and that sort of thing. Yeah, and then a lot of these countries have strong um, relationships with the U.S., and what's going on within our country has such a big influence over there that they are going to know about our politics, our country. So it just shows um, a sense of caring and that you're interested in their country when you can say, oh, you're you're president or your parties or— Right, yeah, exactly, or— Heck, you know, even though if they have a president, a prime minister, or a chancellor, you know, even something that small, because, well, we think, we sit here and go, well, they're basically all the same thing, and, and they kind of are. Just knowing those small differences um, shows that you you care about where you're going and have respect for those different countries and that sort of thing. And, and that's one of the most important things when you travel is show re- these people are inviting you into their country they're being your host show some respect to them and you're going to get a lot more respect um from them so that kind of leads us into our next one which is learn some of the language right i mean if you walk into a shop in uh barcelona and say hey what's up they might kind of look at you funny am i right oh yeah yeah I think, you know, knowing some of the, you know, the culture and the language will just really add that much more to your trip. Right. Um, you know, if people know, they're like, wow, he knows some of my, the, what's going on in the, my, my country's government. He speaks some of my language. They're a lot more inclined to, hey, why don't you, you, you come eat this meal with me and I'll share more. Definitely. Or why don't you share your ideas or your perceptions of what's going on? Yeah. And, and, you know you're not going to be able to learn every language of where you're traveling. Um, I, when I'm in Europe, I'll probably run into 10 different languages, if not more. Um, and, and so as kind of a crutch, you can learn a couple like, hello, how are you? Good morning. What's this? I think is a great thing to learn in any language. So you can like point at something and sound like a two year old. Um, but, um, a great crutch is, is Google translate, uh, yeah. which is an app on your phone. And like, I tell people like you can download whole languages, so you don't need a Wi-Fi connection. Like it can be great. Like I sat in a conveyor belt sushi restaurant next to this, like he was probably like 103, but like, he looked like he was like 75 to us. Um, but this, this older Japanese gen- gentleman, and sat there, and we passed my phone back and forth, and I spoke English into it, and he spoke Japanese into oh, it. Oh, wow. And it would translate. And, and so we were having this language, and, like, the only thing that he could really say in English was America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. And, you know, um, I could say, like, domo uh, arigato, which meant thank you, but, you know, not a whole lot more. But I was able to have a, a great conversation with this guy, and um, it really – seven years ago that wouldn't have been possible at all and while those apps aren't perfect we know that they are still really easy to use and can really help bridge that gap yeah well and then even having the ability to uh speak spanish i've met one of my one of my best friends to this day i was um going around rome and um i was in this small hostel my only two roommates were both actually from mexico city okay and uh you know they're sitting on the the beds talking back and forth and i'm you know unpacking my stuff and so i just look over at them and i just start speaking to them 
and uh, the look of shock and amazement in their eyes. And they're like, oh, he's been understanding us, you know? <laughs> and uh, luckily, it was all positive things. But I ended up traveling around Rome with them over the next two days just speaking Spanish because they didn't speak any English at all. And uh, so I was able to help them, and they were able to help me. And no one spoke Italian. <laughs> no, yeah. And so, it, well, and the, the 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 Italians actually understand a great amount of Spanish. Sure, right. The, the Similar layover. languages, yeah. And uh, th- by speaking that language, I was actually able to uh, make this great relationship with my friend Luis. And uh, just um, last year, I was able to spend ten days with him and his family in Mexico City. Yeah, and that's such a more authentic trip to Mexico City than getting a hotel or even a hostel and staying for 10 days. I mean, you got to spend time with locals specifically showing you things, and I'm sure you had a great time down there. Yeah, and if I wouldn't have had that that language ability, I wouldn't, you know, that's something that I would never even know about or have that opportunity. Yeah, and, and, you know, for me it was um, in a hostel in Colombia. There was a guy there who was uh, Brazilian. He didn't speak any English. I don't speak any Portuguese, but we both spoke um, okay Spanish. Uh, my Spanish skills aren't anywhere near yours, but, like, I can have a conversation. Um, and so we were, like, kind of sitting there muddling through, like, broken Spanish, like, talking to one another. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, I think, like, trying to learn someone else's language while they're talking to you can be so much fun. Uh, because it's like you both genuinely want to understand one another. And sometimes it fails miserably. And, like, but you laugh at yourselves. And, like, it can be a great time. Yeah, when you both know part of this, a similar language, it's like sitting down with a, like a with a stranger and trying to put a puzzle together on the table. Right. Yeah, and and I think that is a a great uh, metaphor for it. Uh, and sometimes that puzzle doesn't look right, but no. you, can, <laughs> <laughs> you can still get the picture. You know, like, it's all about if, the big picture. Right. If you you start with the border and then see if you can fill it in. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so you know. Kind of off topic from that, something, so this is our, our fifth tip. So, so far, just to, to review, um, we've got be flexible, don't limit yourself. And number two is uh, have some cultural competency, know about some of the traditions, some of the holidays. Number three, um, know about some of the politics that'll help you stay safe in the area. Number four was learn some of the language, and if you can't learn the entire language, we understand. Uh, go out and download Google Translate. Um, so number five, I've got on here, uh, Micah, this is one of my things, was clothing and footwear, which sounds so silly to people, but, man, it can make a difference. That'll, uh, yeah, that'll make or destroy your trip right <laughs> there. Right. Um, you know, if you're, there's obvious things, like don't pack your, like, park a coat when you're going to Columbia. Uh, <laughs> waste of space. Uh, but there's other things, too. I mean, having a great, like, comfortable pair of walking shoes is, is such a big thing. Because if you're going to these places, and especially if, if you're like Micah and I, Micah and I, and you like to backpack, uh, you're going to be walking a lot. And, and walking is a free form of travel, which is fantastic. Um, but, you know, have a, a great pair of shoes. Uh, know what you're comfortable in. If you're comfortable wearing jeans and a button-down shirt, like, go for it. Like, wear that. And and that's a look that no ma- matter where you are in the world, like, you'll probably fit in fine with that. But wear what you're comfortable with and know if you're going someplace where it is not acceptable to wear shorts or, like, a tank top or something like that. 
don't yeah. wear that. I had a I had a couple friends when we were going into different cathedrals throughout Europe. You yep. know, they they the there's different you know cultural rules for males and females. And yeah, um, one of my friends actually was not able to get in somewhere because she was not wearing jeans. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so just being able to know that goes with planning based off the the cultural situation of what to bring with you. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting you say that today. Um, I was just looking at. Um, I'm going on a tour in Milan to see like the Last Supper, and then they take you to a couple of cathedrals. And that was one of the things that they said is um, don't wear any sleeveless shirts and don't wear shorts. Otherwise, like uh, there was a cathedral on the tour that you wouldn't be let into. And and you have to be respectful of those different rules um, because other countries have different ideas of modesty than what we do. And whether you think it's right or wrong, that's how that country treats it. And, and you have to kind of play by the rules of the place where you are, right? Um, so, but definitely, you know, know what you're wearing, get something comfortable. Um, and uh, I always say, Less is more when it comes to packing. So um, (laughs) I I went to Las Vegas recently with my sister, and she used the suitcase that uh, four of us used to go to Hawaii for a week. She used that suitcase to go just by herself to go to Vegas for like four days. I used a backpack. Um, And not like my, like, I'm going to Europe backpack, like my... I'm going to the office and stick my computer in here backpack. <laughs> and it's just like, this is a really great example of uh, the two of us being a little bit different. Um, so, you know, like I said, less is more. Um, but I love my sister dearly anyway. She just had a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, well, my, you know, my sisters always tend to bring a lot of shoes, <laughs> you know? And, you know, that was, am- and, and like, a, like, there was a makeup bag that was larger than my entire, like, packing bag. And I was like, that's amazing. And and her response was, "Well, we're going to Vegas. You have to look good in Vegas. Well, you can't <laughs> fight with with facts, Luke. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Mike, and now you and I, we just don't need to pack that much because there's we, no chance, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say we got it going on without it, but you know, may, <laughs> maybe yours is more accurate. There's yeah, no I'm chance. speaking for myself. You right know, here. we we could pack as much as we want, and we still would not. Um, like I said, um, I've got a face for podcasting." Uh, <laughs> Um, so number six, Micah, you mentioned this one and I, I think it's great. So why don't you introduce it? Um, so for number six, we said, go where you can, when you can. Um, and I think the the main point behind this is, you know, some people, they are so fixated on going to one place and you know, you, I, you can have a dream of going to Rome your whole life or going to Paris and that's great, but sometimes, depending on the season or when able when you are able to get off work, that might not be feasible. You know, with yeah, the the the, the weather or with the, the amount of cost for the tickets. So you're able to go a lot more places um, if you are flexible with, you know, the destination for the airport that you leave out of and and where you go. You might have an eight hundred dollar or a thousand dollar ticket to Rome. But you could maybe go to Reykjavik, Iceland for $250 round trip. Right. And, and you know, that's why I tell people this story. When I went to Colombia, I was not planning on going to Colombia. Um, I was looking at taking a vacation to New Orleans or, or something like that, someplace stateside. Um, and I was looking for flights out of Indy. Mike and I live about 30 minutes from the Indianapolis airport. 
And um, so I said, you know what? When I went to Japan, I flew out of Chicago. So let me just throw Chicago in here, see where I could go for a similar price. And Cartagena, Colombia came up. And I was like, yep, uh, <laughs> bye. Um, and I think that's uh, that flexibility piece on destinations and um, and time when you can go is, is huge. And let's face it, like, if you want to see the world, if you want to travel, the world's really big. So find the best deal for now. Uh, yeah. And, and you can save money for that, that big trip that you've always wanted to go on or to go to Rome or whatever it might be. And, and I think uh, you, you mentioned it. Leaving from a different airport can make a big difference. Like for us, it's about a two and a half hour drive to Chicago International or O'Hare International Airport. Uh, and you can save a lot of money if you drive up to O'Hare instead of flying out of Indy, which I'll save at, for me to fly to Cartagena. It was going to from Indy was going to be like 700 bucks versus 250 bucks. Yeah, well, see, that's just you being flexible, like, right? You know, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a big circle. Number one. Um, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely <laughs> right, man. You see, guys, um, we didn't even really plan that this much, and it's like it's all coming back in on itself. Um, and and they said podcasting was going to be hard. Uh, <laughs> well, and you know how you were talking about, you know, d- not limiting yourself. I, I was thinking about this trip I was taking through Europe. I was yep. uh, actually doing an internship in Romania and I had a couple weeks and I didn't have a lot of money. And so I was like, well, where can I go? And I was looking for all these flights, you know, and they're all looking to be like 70, which is, you know, in hindsight right, really sure. is not much. Yeah. And I found a, a seven, a $17 train ticket to uh, Budapest, Hungary. Right. Yep. And so I, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go there. And if that's the only place I go, great. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll see after a couple of days when I get there, you know, if maybe flights are cheaper from there. Yeah. And I. Uh, Going back to the case of Rome, that's um, where I met my friend Luis, is I found a $27 flight from Budapest to Rome. Sure, yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I was just going kind of where I could with the money I had, and I ended up being able to do much more with my trip. Right, and, and, you know, so I was just looking. um, My trip, I think, is going to change a little bit because I'm meeting up with um, a girl who graduated with you from Danville, um, Haley Lynch, or at least I think she graduated. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Good friend of mine. Um, and so Haley's going to be like randomly in Milan. And I was like, man, you know, this doesn't really like fit right in my schedule when she's going to be there, but I want to go to Milan to see the last supper. She's going to be there. I was like, man, you know, somebody that I've known for a long time, let's try to try to work it out. Well, to do that, I was going to like reverse part of my trip and I was going to fly from Amsterdam to Poland and then work my way west. Well, I was looking at Krakow from our Amsterdam to Krakow, and flights were 100 and 130 bucks, which, like, yes, objectively is not super expensive for a flight. But then there's this town that's like 30 minutes by train away from Krakow, and I could fly from Amsterdam to that little town nonstop for like $27. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, so, sometimes the prices on Skyscanner or whatever decide your trip for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's, uh, you know, okay. Um, sure. I've never heard of that place, but like, hopefully it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> you know, you got to do, do your research on the, you know, safety and politics. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm basically landing and hopping on a train and going to Krakow. So it's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So you've kind of already heard us talk about like with these flights. Um, our last tip that we're going to talk about, uh, and then I'm going to have Micah tell us um, a couple of stories that I, I know about Micah. But the last one is is different tools to use. So buying flights, different apps you can use, all that sort of thing. So one of the biggest um, suggestions that I have to people for finding trips is um, my favorite website, flights.google.com. Um, and, and it sounds so silly. Um, but I swear it is the best place to look for flights. You can't buy flights through that website. So they just show you competitive flights and, and then like you have to book through like Expedia or like, um, an actual airline website or whatever. But what I love about it is if you say you're leaving from Chicago, Illinois, you can look at a map literally of the entire world and it'll show you prices for every place on earth, basically that you can fly to from Chicago. Um, it'll tell you like, oh, hey, like if you leave three days later, then you can save a hundred bucks or whatever it might be. And I use that for all my flights or flights for friends. Um, I actually just had somebody message me the other day about uh, her family uh, was wanting to go to New Zealand, which like, wow, that's a that's yeah. a trip. Yeah, that's um, pretty far out there. That is real far <laughs> out there. Um, and. I just like quickly got on and like looked at a couple of things and I could save $300 per person um, using the website that I use versus what she was seeing. And so that's 1500 bucks for a family of five. You know, that's that's a whole that, nother trip right there. Right. Exactly. You know, um, that's basically saving the cost <laughs> to New Zealand of one ticket um, <laughs> but <laughs> a little bit more, um, but it can make a huge difference. And um you know, I tell people set price alerts on things like if there's a place that you want to go and you're kind of limited on when you can go set a price alert on it and see what happens. You might get it for a lower price um, because like we know for some reason it's like cheaper to buy flights on Tuesday and like s tomorrow's Tuesday, Micah, buy your flights. Yeah, um, I better. <laughs> um, but Micah, you know, are there some tools, whether they're digital or physical, that you really think is important? Um, one of the, the f my favorite apps that I've ever downloaded was um, actually a suggestion from a Danville friend here is a map called City Maps to Go. City Maps to Go. And okay. it's uh, the number two. Okay. And uh, with, with that map, you can download um, even whole countries at a time. You know, wow, if they're okay, smaller, cool. smaller countries in Europe mm -hmm. or, or you can download cities, you know, such as London or whatever it may be. Now, and the only smaller country, though, is like Vatican City, Micah, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, in, with that app, it tells you it's kind of like a GPS, except for it doesn't use any of your data or any of that. And, it oh, can, cool. uh, and you can search um, different, like, you know, like cathedrals or restaurants right. or whatever the most popular things are. And it can tell you the distance you are away from that and the, the, the direction you're facing. I'm absolutely awful with directions so if somebody <laughs> tells me north i i don't know what that means that's awesome um so tell us uh, tell us the app again that's city maps to go city maps yeah. the number two go yes okay so so that reminds me of another one that i like to use it's called um rome the number two rio.com um it's it's not an app it's a website but you can get on there and um I'm going from like uh, Sarajevo to I'm to like split Croatia. Um, not an easy stretch to go because your rail doesn't really service Croatia 
or I'm sorry, doesn't service uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. So using that, it'll tell you, hey, here's different bus options and things like that. But just kind of having a plan a little bit or knowing where to look for some of those travel things can be a huge, a huge advantage. Um, I tell people, if you're flying, download your airlines app. I would rather use an, like a uh, phone screen than paper when it comes to tickets. That's just me. Some people like the paper thing. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, and thinking of just using your phone, you know, over if you don't want to pay for data, it's really a great idea just to download all of these um, these tools before you go. Um, speaking of Eastern Europe, you know, obviously a lot of uh, Europe is, you know, under the euro, but uh, a great app I use, you know, because in Hungary they didn't use the euro. Sure. And, um, in Romania they have their own currency right. as well. Um, it's just having a currency converter. And you can download each country that you're going to be visiting on the trip, and it'll yeah. tell you what the dollar is and, um, for that local currency. And, and you know, that's something that we don't really have on here. But as far as currency goes, like, be careful where you get your currency from because that is a great way for companies to rip off tourists. Um, if you guys see a currency exchanger in the airport, don't do it. Don't it's a do bad it. idea. Uh, <laughs> stay away. Um, so, you know, make sure you're looking. And, and like I personally, like I prefer a flat rate um, exchange instead of like uh, that will give you the true exchange rate than somebody who's going to give you less. Um, I just think that's a little bit more honest. But, you know, check your options. If you're going to city, Google where to exchange money in Budapest, um, whatever it might be. Um, I also, uh, there was another one I was going to mention. Oh, going back, Google Translate. Download that up. app. It's great to use. It's free, which uh, is our favorite word. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I've got, so I'm checking my main backpack when, when we travel over to Europe. Um, and I'm tossing like a, a little, like uh, a tool that's got, a little knife, a bottle opener, and um, like a wine bottle opener all in one. Because like, man, I'm going to be in Italy. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to buy a bottle you of wine. You're going to need that wine <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know? And like, it's something silly like that where, hey, if I don't want to eat in a restaurant, but I want to go down to the market, grab a bottle of wine, some bread, some cheese, maybe some meat, then I don't want to get to wherever I want to eat it and go, oh, wait a second. I can't open this wine. <laughs> and, and, you know, have to be like, excuse me, does anyone have a wine bottle opener? Uh, yeah. like, um, that makes you look like a tourist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, some people uh, do like a pocket knife, something like that. Uh, some people like to have like a lanyard around their neck instead of keeping everything in their wallet. Um, it's kind of whatever you're most comfortable with. If you're going to some place where you know it's notorious for pickpockets, maybe leave some of the stuff at home. Um, I hear Venice has a lot of pickpockets. I don't know yeah. if you've been to Venice or not, Micah. But well, I I actually had a friend who um, I was not with her on this trip, but she said she had uh, about a five dollar bill. Uh -huh. um, hanging out of her pocket just a little bit and she's waiting on the train and the doors are about to close. This guy jumps onto the train, grabs it out of her pocket, jumps off, doors close, <laughs> waves it at her and just waves as she takes off on the train. <laughs> oh so, you know, 
having these small tools like what you're bringing is a great idea. You right. just cons- consolidate things and you know keep it in your pockets. Right. Yeah. Um, man, talk about like uh, adding insult to injury. That yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> you know. At least she has a story. That's <laughs> right. a five dollar story right there. <laughs> that is, that's a that's a great party uh, party story, right? Um, so so there's all kinds of tools. Um, We'll we'll have a list on uh, backpackvoyage.com of maybe some other tools. Look for a blog post about that coming up, um, and keep an eye out if if you hear something great, email us Luke at backpackvoyage.com. Let me know if you find some really cool tool that you think I should know about. I am happy to check it out, uh, use it, and and spread that information around. Um, but Micah, so. Um, you've got some nuptials coming up. Uh, yep. So so I just, I love this story. I think it's a, a great traveling story. So so tell us, so your, your lovely fiance's name is uh, Kelly. And tell us how you and Kelly ended up uh, kind of getting back together. So um, Kelly and I both went to high school um, at Danville. And she was a senior, and I was a freshman at the time. And I had never seen her in the hallways. I Trust me, I would have remembered it. <laughs> and uh, Danville's not a big school, <laughs> Not Micah. a big like, school. I don't know if I believe that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she, we ended up going on spring break, you know. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know each other beforehand. And I was going with my freshman buddies and all of this. And I ended up meeting her on a cruise uh, in the Bahamas. Right. And, uh, was Morgan around somewhere? Yeah, Morgan was around. <laughs> I did know Morgan from okay, high school. Okay, all right. I was going to say, because like Morgan and Kelly, man, uh, at least they used to be inseparable. Yeah, we were in the, Morgan and I were in the same choir class. I had heard <laughs> of Kelly, but awesome. I wish I, I would have met her sooner. But um, So, you know, we dated a little bit, but we were four, four years apart. Um, we were really good friends, and she goes off to college. And um, so we didn't see each other for about four or five years. Sure. And um, I actually run into her in a cafe in Guatemala. Uh, you know, normal. Yeah, and um, you know, she was there um, on a mission trip, and I was just backpacking alone through Central America. Right. And um, you know, it just that night I decided, hey, I'm you know, I'm just gonna go to this cafe, check it out, see see what's around, you know. And I end up running into her, and uh, you know, a year later <laughs> I'm gonna be getting getting married. <laughs> You know, so like that is just, I think it's a great, like, I think it's such an awesome story. Um, and like Nicholas Sparks is going to be calling you guys for like rights to that, I feel like. Um, but you know, I think that's just a great way of like showing, like, hey, I'm meeting up with like with Haley, I think, in Milan, like I mentioned. That may or may not happen. We'll see. But I know, like, for sure, one of my buddies, um, Ross. Uh, who is another Danville person? Apparently, Danville just loves to yeah, travel. Wow. Like, how weird small is country this? town, you know, world, yeah, world like, travelers. <laughs> you know? um, but um, Ross is going to come over, and we're actually going to be in in Romania, which I know you spent a lot of time there. And in, he's flying into Budapest. I'm meeting him there, um, and we're going to be near Tim. Timio Suara or something like that, you know. Um, all right, you all know, right. Except in the Northwest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry to my Romanian friends um, if I insulted you by not being able to pronounce. Oh, Timmy Suara is what, yes. Yeah, it just sure. came to me. Right, yeah. Uh, say it again. Timmy Suara. Timmy Suara. 
Yeah. Swara. All right. Yes. Uh, Micah is much more culturally competent than I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> we just different interests. He does math, and I do languages. Um, they're the same thing, if you ask me. Um, that's a whole different podcast. Uh, so, um, Micah, though, I want to thank you again for for coming on. I hope that these these seven kind of main tips and then some other ones interspersed throughout have helped you guys out. Um, and the the eighth tip, the bonus tip for today is is come back to Backpack Voyage. Check us out. Listen to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe for us. Uh, that helps our uh, our brand get out there. Uh, check us out on YouTube. We're at Backpack Voyage. Yeah, Micah. Well, and, you know, along with that bonus tip, Luke, I would really like to say, you know, you're talking about foreign people, people from Danville, this and that. And the the great thing about your podcast is – um, you know, the, that last tip was about tools um, for, you know, going abroad and being in foreign places. But if you look through at one through six, these are great tools that people can take with them um, and use even if they're not planning a trip right now or planning on going abroad. Yeah, definitely. And we hope to kind of be one of those tools that can fall into that category when somebody says, man, I've got a great website to tell you about. Um, we want to be that website, that podcast, that that YouTube channel. Um, so, you know, follow us. We're at Backpack Voyage on Instagram, uh, Backpack Voyage on Twitter. Um, and, and check us out. Check out our social media. Make sure to follow us, subscribe, like, do all that kind of stuff, guys. We're trying to start this brand and, and really spread a, a great message of how to travel, when to travel, uh, and, and some of the great stories from the places that we will be traveling. And, and your support helps us to go to new places and bring you more stories. Uh, so with that, Micah, thanks so much for being on uh, the podcast today. Yeah, thank you, Luke. I, I really look forward to listening to this. I think this is going to be a great thing for a lot of people. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you.